If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Hello once again, and welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar. Today we welcome Lavisha Pelez. Lavisha is a health equity research associate in the Nemours Office for Health Equity and Inclusion. In her spare time, she and fellow associate Kia Gaines co-lead the Enterprise-Wide African Heritage Associate Resource Group, or ARG. ARGs came out of the Office of Health Equity Inclusion back when it was started in 2012 and are making their way enterprise-wide with expansion to Nemours, Florida Associates now happening. Here's LaVisha Pellas to explain. Right now we are expanding the ARGs to include Florida, bringing in our Florida Associates and, and finding leaders in the Florida area as well. And really the goal of the ARGs is not only to network with individuals who may share the same identity that the group is focused on, so in this case it would be individuals with African um, heritage, but also um, to collaborate and include individuals who just have an interest in issues that may particularly affect that population and just want to do work when it comes to various programs or initiatives that are particularly focused on that group. It includes both a internal and external sort of component of including um, associates and their concerns here at Nemours, as well as looking at issues within the local community and trying to partner and have some community engagement with them as well. Well, let's talk a little bit about why this is important, both for the Nemours internal family and for the patients we serve in the community at large. Why is it important to identify and recognize that this is an organization or a group that is inclusive of mm-hmm. those with African heritage. Yeah, so I think focusing on the internal portion first, as far as why it would be important for an associate to join our ARG or any ARG that may be in existence here at Nemours, I think that it's really important to be able to network within the organization to meet other individuals that have um, similar interests, similar thoughts, who you know may have a passion for a particular area that you're also passionate about. I think also when we think about kind of the the data, I'm a data person. So when we think about the data, um, we know that certain minority groups are underrepresented within medicine. Um, just kind of off the top of my head, black male physicians, for example, they represent a very small percentage nationally that Nemours is kind of on track with as well. And so by participating in an ARG, you not only are able to meet other individuals that maybe you would have otherwise never come across, who you can connect with and feel some, you know, camaraderie. How do you say that word? (laughs) Camaraderie. Thank you. Thank you. Some of that with, and just be able to just kind of relate to on a, on a personal level. And even if you don't have African heritage, I think that a lot of our members, their spouse may be 
Black African American, or they may come from South Africa, or they may have children that are biracial, multiracial, or just have, you know, friends and neighbors and individuals in their lives that are important to them that have that heritage, and they want to be able to um, do work that helps to better those communities. And I think externally, too, because of our skill sets and working in medicine and healthcare and public health, uh, we have a certain lens that I think we can definitely contribute to the community as far as trying to address very complex situations and issues. We have various resources as an organization that we can apply to the community as well. And some of those things that I can think of off the top of my head is our ARG in particular, we support a community baby shower that helps low income and moms of color, you know, whether it be Hispanic or black, for example, with the various resources that they need for their new babies, and also connecting them with resources out in the community as well to help kind of foster that network and give them the the foundation they need to be successful as new parents. I'm curious about the naming of your ARG. The word American is not in there. Explain that to me. It's African Heritage ARG. It sounds like the lens is wider. Right. It really is. And that's the thing, you know, that I I definitely want to highlight that this isn't just focused on African-American, Black associates or communities within the United States. You know, we have individuals that are part of the ARG who may have, you know, originally been from a country in, in Africa and came over to the U.S. who are part of the ARG we have individuals who, you know, I mentioned earlier, whose spouses, there's one in particular whose spouse is South African, you know, and so he's a part of the ARG. So by having it named as African Heritage, it really is sort of like wanting to have this umbrella term to bring in all you know, individuals. And even myself, you know, I um, come from a family that's very diverse. My grandmother is uh, full German. She met my grandfather when, you know, he was in the military. I have individuals in my family who are, you know, Hispanic. My husband's Guatemalan and, and English, Irish, you know, just a wide rainbow of individuals in my family. Um, and obviously I have African heritage, you know, Black, African-American, you know, relatives in my family as well. My father is, my grandfather is. So I think too, by having that sort of umbrella term, it really does allow for individuals of all different backgrounds to come in and be able to feel like they are part of this group and accepted. Let's talk for a second about some of the obstacles that the African heritage community faces, your ARG faces. And they are many, and they've been highlighted a lot in the past year to year and a half. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that um, the pandemic, both with COVID and also just the more visible maybe realization that individuals are having when it comes to racism and those sorts of issues, I think really has brought a lot of attention to our ARG. There has been more interest in joining. I I will say that it's always a struggle trying to get associates to be involved in the ARGs. And we're constantly trying to think of ways to either inform people about the ARGs or find ways to make it easier for people to participate in the ARGs because they really do bring a lot of value. And just even to that point um, that you raised in that when you're dealing with your own sort of personal emotions, when you are experiencing a pandemic, and um, we have one member who throughout the pandemic, I think in total, you know, she lost close to 10 family members when you have things occurring, like, you know, we saw on the news with George Floyd and, you know, the racism and things like that, I think that 
it makes it difficult just to on your own deal with those emotions kind of personally and then having to come into work and do your job and you know be that face that the kids and families need you to be and I, I find that the ARG really has served as a place for people to connect, to kind of work through those emotions. We've offered things uh, during the last year. We offered a series it's called the Racial Healing Series that Dr. Roger Harrison had led up as a way to try to address, you know, just the level of emotion that people were feeling. And that's, you know, kind of aside from just the the usual kind of typical things that I think individuals in, in this community was really facing when it comes to things like, you know, obesity rates in, in the Black African-American community or diabetes or stroke or cancer outcomes, you know, for both adult and pediatric populations. And so that whole compounded effect of stress and uh, worry and anxiety it, it takes a toll on you. And I think that in particular within the Black community, that's something that's really high. And, and again, I feel that the ARG has really served as a, as a place for people to come and maybe let out some of that uh, pressure, you know, release that steam valve just a little bit and um, find other folks that can relate or can, you know, understand and sympathize with what they're going through. You talked about the the health disparities. Do you have any statistics off the top of your head? You talked about obesity. You talked about cancer. You talked about any number of areas where the disparity is borne out in the statistics. You're a public mm-hmm. health person. Tell me. Yeah. Give me a few. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'll mention just because it's of top of mind and I, you know, mentioned this before. So, you know, I'm expecting my first child. And I think that that's something that has come about in the news, I, I think mainly because of some of the more high profile individuals that have spoken out about it. But one of the big things that kind of come to mind is the maternal outcomes and infant outcomes when it comes to women within the black community. So women who are educated, you know, black, high income, kind of have great insurance, like all of those things kind of checked off on the box. You know, we see that they have higher rates of negative maternal outcomes in, you know, maternal mortality death and also infant mortality, you know, infant death than women who are white, especially when you look at, you know, women who are white, poor, low education, for example, they have better outcomes than, you know, highly educated, high income black women. And we've seen multiple news reports from Serena Williams, the tennis player to Beyonce Knowles, you know, singer, like all these individuals that have you know, great access to resources go through and experience very negative health outcomes when it comes to their pregnancy, the, the birth of their child, and, and thereafter. And so um, right now, based off of most recent statistics that I know of, it's roughly, you know, four times when it comes to maternal mortality and sort of these negative outcomes that you're seeing than that of individuals, like I said, that are, are white, low income, low education, may not have insurance, for example. Um, so that's one sort of health issue right there. The other thing I will say is that currently I work with students and as part of their projects, they look at a variety of health topics as it relates to the pediatric population or sometimes we look at adult population as well. And when it comes to cancer, for example, there's there's worse outcomes as far as, again, mortality for children who are Black and have certain cancers. Uh, we have a project right now that's looking at COVID and the outcomes among the pediatric population. And we saw that, you know, children that were of color, mainly Black children, when they did get COVID, were more likely to be hospitalized and have ICU stays as well. So, 
there's multiple examples that are out there, both within the adult and pediatric population, where you just see the disparities as they exist. And, and oftentimes, you know, even when controlling for things like insurance, education, income, that we would think would have some sort of impact, we're still seeing those disparities persist. It sounds to me, and there's no simple answer, these are complicated questions and issues that need to be addressed. It sounds like communication is a big part of what the ARG does and people like Serena Williams and Beyonce Mm -hmm. Knowles coming forward and being forthright about what happened to them has been helpful. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's really important to to talk both about your own experience, but also to, to listen to others about their experiences as well and to be open to the conversation. I think that in one way, by having someone like Serena Williams talk about the challenges that she went through, it makes it feel more relatable in the sense that, okay, well, she can go through something like that, then really there is no bounds when it comes to who can be impacted, that it doesn't matter how much money you have in the world, how famous you are, you know, the resources you have access to, at the end of the day, there's clearly something that's wrong with our system. And, you know, we need to figure out how to fix it, or we're just going to continue to see these rates um, get worse and the disparities to continue to widen. So I think that it's really important to have individuals talk about their experiences candidly, whether that is about that, whether it's about mental health, like just any sort of those challenges. um, You know, I definitely agree with that. And I think too, even if it's somebody like a coworker or, you know, a neighbor also sharing their experiences, I think that's really helpful. And, you know, again, for me, you know, hearing stories like that, hearing other women talk about what they went through and just sort of the things that kind of look out for and how to advocate for myself, I think, you know, has been really important for me throughout this process as well with my own pregnancy. Part of what I hear about the ARGs is that one of the goals is to really widen the pool of uh, potential employees and make Mm -hmm. it more diverse. Talk about what the African Heritage ARG is doing in this area. Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, I think that there's been a lot of research looking into when your staff population is reflective of your patient population, just kind of the benefits that come about from that. You know, I think that when there's diversity, not only in just background, but just also diversity in in cognitive thought, you know, you talked about before with healthcare, some of the problems that come up, it's very complex and you really need individuals with different mindsets, different lenses, different backgrounds and experiences at the table to kind of work through these complex problems. And there's been tons of research that has shown that the more diverse cognitively and just, you know, in somebody's background, culturally, a team is, the better when it comes to trying to problem solve and figure out these issues. And and so it is definitely a um, goal of our ERG to increase um, the number of, you know, Black, African-American, African-Heritage associates at Nemours. Right now, when it comes to our staff population, you know, it's not as diverse as we would like to see it. It's not as reflective of the community as a whole. And especially as you kind of move up in the management chain, it becomes less and less diverse. And so we want to change that. And ways in which we've done that is one big thing is our involvement within a drive. So many of our members, myself, 
you know, Kia, uh, the co-leader and others are part of uh, Drive. And if you don't know what Drive is, it's, it's a, essentially it was a group that came together after the call to action that Dr. Moss put out to really become an anti-racism organization, Eric Nemours. And so we, there's a task force, there's several different work streams in the task force. And I, in particular, am a part of also, and Kia as well, one that's focused on pipeline retention and onboarding. And so we, as a work stream, we have worked with a variety of people across the organization to try to develop partnerships and programs with local colleges or schools to really bring in a diverse group of individuals at that entry level, looking at ways to improve the pipeline within Nemours to help progress individuals that want to stay here at Nemours and just advance within their careers. I know that also within HR, we, we have individuals that are on the work stream that have worked on developing a retention goal and also a hiring goal of hiring, you know, increasing the percentage of new hires that they have at a certain management level that come from diverse backgrounds as well. And so I think that, you know, by both partnering with individuals at Nemours to really focus on those issues, while at the same time trying to become more visible as an ARG, trying to make more connections with, with folks that are here, supporting individuals. You know, we have supported some of our members who may have been going through certain challenges at their particular clinic or, or place and have worked with them on, you know, how to go through compliance and how to kind of work through some of those challenges. And so I think by providing support to our current associates as well, we can also work to try to help retain them by providing that support while we're also trying to bring in new folks you know, at the same time. It sounds like there's been a lot of progress in about a little over a year. I think uh, when Dr. Moss put that statement out, it would have been June of 2020. Yeah. Um, how much progress has been made? How much still <clears throat> needs to happen? Yeah. So it's interesting because both Kia and I, when we became leaders of the ARG, it was mainly because we didn't want to see the ARG fall apart. The leader at the time was, you know, she had been in that role for a couple of years and she needed to step back. Um, Kia and I both were like, well, if nobody is willing to, to step up, we'll step up. I think I was only on the job for maybe a month. So I really had no idea anything about ARGs. This is the first time I've ever been experienced ARGs. And, and so Kia and I both were like, okay, well, we took on this task. So let's figure out what we need to do. And the, one of the biggest challenges that and still continues to kind of be a challenge is enrollment of associates into the ARGs. It really took a lot of time to kind of talk to individuals in person and just ask them about whether or not they're involved in ARGs and what would help to encourage them to be involved. We have seen our numbers increase since we have you know taken that approach and try to make our presence known at Nemours, but you know it still continues to be a struggle especially now that we're expanding down to Florida, you know, we are looking for ways to attract, you know, those individuals to join the ARGs as well and find leadership in Florida as well, you know, looking for a co-leader and executive sponsor in Florida. So I think that is definitely one area that although we have seen improvement, especially in the last year with more attention being on, you know, the black community and things that are going on and the effects of COVID and everything like that, we still struggle with really trying to bring in associates. And also just, I would say more so too, with our clinical associates, you know, they are extremely busy. Sometimes they're working different shifts and it may not line up with when we have meetings. And so trying to overcome those barriers, I think is also, you know, really challenging. And I think, I think with that though, we have a lot of, 
ideas and vision as far as things that we can do in the community and at Nemours, but we, we need, you know, individuals to do that. And this is completely voluntary. So it's all discretionary effort. And, you know, since we've been able to increase our membership a little bit, we've been able to do more stuff, but I would love to see a really robust ARG that has a lot of involvement from a variety of people from various different backgrounds to where, you know, it's not a question of what are ARGs. And and that's something we still find is that associates who, you know, maybe a year or two years in still don't really know about ARGs or what their options are as far as joining one. What is something that someone who is part of the African heritage community would like those who are not part of the community to know? You know, it's interesting because I I actually just recently read an article about a Black realtor who was showing a house to a Black father and his Black son, who's 15. And while they were showing the house, the police was called and neighbor had said that somebody was breaking in the house and they of course came and because the house had been recently broken into by squatters thought that it was the same person and it, you know it wasn't but um, of course they had their weapons drawn and ordered out of the house and handcuffed and everything and once the realtor kind of explained what was going on of course they were like released and everything but the father had had said something during that interview and essentially was asked a very similar question and he had said that really when it comes to individuals of African heritage, you know, within the black African American community, it's like we go through normal stuff like everyone else goes through, right? You know, we buy houses, we have kids, we send them to school, we work, things like that. And so I think that when it comes to individuals who maybe don't have group identity, who are trying to understand, it's like, I think everybody wants the same things in life as far as a happy life and, you know, um, their kids to be successful and for them to have a good job and, and all of that. And it can be really disheartening when you are continuing to face situations where that's just not something that is, um, you know, offered to you, whether it be because somebody has, you know, overt racism, or maybe they have a bias that they're unaware of, or, you know, think that the microaggression that they're stating is, is, you know, not that bad, and you're just being too sensitive and things like that. So like with anyone, and like what I try to do, I just try to understand the person that's in front of me, to hold myself accountable, because I'm not perfect. And i you know, make my own microaggressions and have my own thoughts and biases that are shaped like everyone else based off of past experiences. And so, you know, I just try to hold myself accountable to when I'm, you know, confronted with those things or when I acknowledge that I, you know, have done something that could have had a, a negative impact on somebody, whether that be my intent or not, and just try to to understand individuals from where they are, you know, see them through their lens and, you know, leverage those separate realities. Like we always talk about at Nemours, you know, in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's honestly probably the best that I would say in trying to answering that question of, you know, if you don't have group identity, but you want to understand and you want to learn and be a part of, you know, this journey, then those are probably like the three things that you can do to really try and start that process. Lavisha Pelez is a health equity research associate in the Nemours Office for Health Equity and co-leads the Nemours African Heritage Associate Resource Group, ARG. 
In all, there are five Nemours Associate Resource Groups, including two that have been previously featured on the podcast, the Pride ARG and the Caregivers ARG. Others include Women at Work, Adelante, the Latinx Hispanic Group, and the newly launched Asian and Pacific Islander ARG. Looking for information on ARGs or health equity and inclusion here at Nemours? Visit Nemoursnet or email the Office of Health Equity and Inclusion at ohe at Nemours.org. That's O-H-E-I at Nemours.org. Week after week, the Champions for Children podcast puts the spotlight on Nemours Associates. Your story is part of the tapestry that we call Nemours, and we'd love to have you tell it on the podcast. Reach out to us at podcast at Nemours.org. That's podcast at Nemours.org. Our production team this week includes Peter Adebi and Deborah Griffin. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. The podcast is available on Nemoursnet and the Nemours Now app, along with your favorite podcast app and your smart speaker. On behalf of LaVisha Peles, I'm Carol Vassar, and we thank you for listening to this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, please stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve.